Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Warning. Guests of The Roy Green Show may experience the truth, being in the hot seat, and in some cases, crying. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. Well, some significant changes made in the United States by executive action by the president, uh, Donald Trump, as far as entering the U.S. is concerned. I just want to go through some of these. I was planning on talking about something else this hour, but this is so significant and uh, such a change in policy, and it is generating such tremendous response and reaction um, that I want to go through them, the points specifically, and then we'll take your phone calls. Not everybody with us now was with us last hour. And um, just about everyone, I think everyone actually, who called us last hour to speak to this issue agreed with what President Trump is doing and believed that Canada should follow suit, if only to not be uh, negatively perceived by the Trump administration. So what they've done, just in case you haven't heard what uh, the president signed by way of executive order... There is uh, the suspension to the United States of uh, Syrian refugees, and that will be in force until the president has decided whether allowing Syrians is, quote, consistent with the national interest, end quote. The uh, same order actually suspends the entire United States refugee program for four months. And then for at least 90 days, anyone traveling to the U.S., from Syria, Iraq, Yemen, Iran, Libya, Sudan, and Somalia, so the Middle Eastern and North African countries, mostly Muslim, they are barred from entering the United States for 90 days. And President Trump has said that he needs to do this in order to, quote, uh, keep out radical Islamic terrorists, end quote. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, when it comes to the refugee issue, there is the possibility that individual refugee cases will be heard, possibility, on a case-by-case basis, but that will have to do with whether these refugee claimants are members of a religious minority group that is being persecuted because of their religion. And if you happen to have a green card, which means that you are legal in the U.S. and have a work permit, if you're from one of those seven countries that I mentioned earlier, Um, that green card will not protect you. If you have left the United States and you want to get back into the country, and the countries again are Syria, Iraq, Yemen, Iran, Libya, Sudan, and Somalia, if you've left the United States and you want to get back into the country, even if you have a green card, they will not let you in. There were also, there's a story that two Iraqi refugee claimants were detained at Kennedy Airport, one has been released. And Keith Ellison, the, uh, the first Muslim congressman elected in the United States, has called on uh, resistance to President Trump's decisions. So we will take your calls at 1-800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428. 
and to ask you the same question that I was asking last hour of our callers, and that is, do you support the decision taken by President Trump, or is it over the top? And how should Canada respond? Our new federal minister of immigration has said that this country has a history of open doors for newcomers, and we should maintain that history, that we have to keep our doors open to newcomers to Canada. Do you agree with our immigration minister? And I want to also let you know that in the next hour, top of the next hour, Stephen Legomsky is going to be with us. He was the chief counsel at the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services in the Barack Obama administration. And we'll find out what uh, Mr. Legomsky, Professor Legomsky, says about this decision taken by President Trump. Is it constitutional? Does he have the right to do this under the Constitution of the United States? Stephen Legomsky, former chief counsel at the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. 1-800-263-2428 is my number, 800-263-2428. And we'll find out from you how you feel about this particular action taken by the president. Also joining us, and he was scheduled to be with us tomorrow, but we've uh, we've called him early, and he was very kind uh, to come on early with us, is Dr. Zudi Jasser who is uh, the founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy. He's the author of Battle for the Soul of Islam, former United States Navy Lieutenant Commander. Dr. Jasser, great to talk to you. Uh, these decisions taken by President Trump, how do, you, uh, how do you respond? You have family in Syria. Yeah, you know, I think the, the most important thing, Roy, is to know what we're talking about uh, and uh, the exaggeration and the hyperbole about what actually his order is and what it entails is uh, beyond belief. He stopped uh, immigration from six countries, and it's a pause. It's what he was calling for during the campaign, and we agreed with. The part I don't agree with so far is the pause seems to be for five of the countries except Syria. So the country that really has the most need for refugees and millions displaced uh, seems to be the one that he's indefinitely holding. And there's also this question about the ones that are already in midst of travel and on the way here. Uh, there's a lot of uh, media reports today that some are being held up in transit. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, so I hope, uh, you know, my sense is I know on the one hand, candidates, once they become president, like to follow through on promises quickly. But uh, on the other hand, I think he needs that commission. And he talked about a commission against radical Islam. He needs that commission in place to help him change that vetting process. Otherwise, the pause is just going to be a pause and it'll all be for naught. While uh, I was talking about this in the last hour, and it was all developing, of course, it's all developed in the last in the last hours. Um, I, I was thinking that the president made the decision extremely quickly. He took office a week ago, and if he'd con- I don't like the word consulted, but if he'd uh, if he'd talked to Americans about what he was going to do, what he was planning on doing quickly, and in fact, take these steps. And I know he's talked about this, but if he'd said, "This is where we're going. This is what we're going to do," do you think that might have been more effective than to just sign the order? Um, You know, that's how I would have done it, Uh, but uh, obviously I'm not the President of the United States. I I think, you know, the big issue with anything the President of the uh, United States and the leader of the free world does is not only keeping us safe, but it's messaging. And what's been missing in the messaging is not only to counter this misnomer that it's a Muslim ban, but rather against certain countries, uh, but rather to say that, you know, listen, we're not going to change what America means, which is the haven for those who want to be free, the haven for those who, who really do want to reject tyranny, but that's not being said. So, you know, my, my advice for what it's worth is that, uh, yes, we highlight security and say that we are going to do that and telescope that, but also say that uh, we're not going to change what America is 
and uh, redefine the fact that we're no longer that beacon on a hill for freedom. So you're right. It should have been uh, uh, led with uh, better messaging. And if he doesn't have that commission in place, uh, and I, I don't know how that executive order is going to mean much unless he engages America in a conversation about how that vetting is going to be done, because there's a lot of conversations now, Roy, about, well, are they going to ask them if they believe in Sharia and all this other stuff? Well, that's really not the way to do it if you want to vet against the Islamist global jihadist movement. So, Dr. Jasser, what then should the president do? This this is now in, in force, or it will be if it isn't already. I'm not sure if the executive order takes action immediately. But either way, it's going to be it's going to be the policy of the United States, as I understand it. Um, what does he need to do going forward? He said 90-day suspension of the refugee program, four months for the six or seven countries in the Middle East and North Africa. What has to happen? What would you do in the 90 days or the four months to get Americans actually talking to one another? Because the sense I get, this is an, yours is an increasingly polarized country, and this will only make it worse. Yeah, to bridge the polarization, we have to say, listen, um, we understand that we're going to... One of the things he's already said, which is to create safe zones in Syria to fix the cancer at its core. Now, how he does that while being nice to Russia and Assad, I have no idea, since that's the primary problem, is the genocide being perpetrated not only by ISIS, but by Putin and Assad. But having said that, I think he needs to uh, empower... Uh, General Mattis now, who's uh, going to head the uh, uh, Department of Defense to uh, quickly decimate ISIS over the next few months as we do this. And then also when we talk about refugees to say, well, we want to bring people and welcome people in that share our values. How do we determine that? Let's have a national conversation about what our values are. If people are coming in committing acts of, as we see throughout Europe, the, the thousands committing crimes against women and other things, that's not what refugees are about. So how do we vet that? create a bipartisan commission that looks at the ideology that threatens us. Just as in the Cold War, we didn't accept communists in, even though we were fighting the Soviets. We, we said there are ideologies that are incompatible. So engage reformist Muslims in doing that and say, listen, we're not going to change what America is. And, and I think that's the only way forward. Uh, how, do you, uh, how do you think that uh, the administration would like this country to respond? Our callers have been saying that First of all, they agree substantially with the decision taken by President Trump, and they feel, these are callers to the program, are saying that this country should respond positively or maybe in lockstep with the U.S. administration so that we're not looked upon negatively by the president. Well, you know, it'd be fascinating to see what Prime Minister Trudeau's response would be. He's been on the other side of this, basically saying he'd accept anyone blindly. So. Uh, I think you're right. You're, uh, the majority of Canadians probably don't agree with uh, your prime minister's position on that. And uh, I think it does need to be a little uh, more ideological vetting rather than simply vetting against terror groups and other things that are just uh, impossible. They should look at social media platforms and footprints on, on many of the people coming in. They're not doing any of that. Uh, so, yeah, I think that uh, this is something that uh, NATO countries, uh, not only just the U.S. and Canada, but European countries should begin to talk about. I hope that's what the president and, uh, uh, um, you know, the, the U.K. Prime Minister May was talking about. So, yeah, we need to begin in the West to say, listen, this is a battle within the House of Islam, but the jihadist global movement cannot uh, uh, be ignored. There is a, a feeding ideology there, and we in the West need to work together. Because look at in Europe, 
the, the terror cells in Paris went to Belgium, went through Italy, et cetera. Yes. And these countries need to work together. Similarly, here in the U.S. and Canada, we have to work with the Canadian government to help vet those traveling across our borders. Uh, I was thinking earlier that this is uh, the war on terror 2.0. It is. And, but I, 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 don't li- you know, I don't like the, the, the term war on terror because that's a tactic. I'm praying that the next conversation from President Trump will be changing this axis of violent extremism or terrorism to save violent Islamism, that it's a war on violent Islamism, but our greatest allies are Muslim reformers who believe in freedom and liberty. Zudi, thank you so much for coming on at very, very short notice, and I hope we can still uh, have our conversation tomorrow as well. Anytime. Thanks, Roy. Thank you, Dr. Zudi Jasser, the uh, founder of the American Islamic Forum, for Democracy, the, uh, the moderate Muslim movement in the United States, the author of Battle for the Soul of Islam, former United States Navy Lieutenant Commander. Now, when we come back at 1-800-263-2428, we'll take your calls on your reaction to, your response to, your evaluation of the decision taken by President Trump. Is it something you support, something you challenge? And how should our prime minister respond? How should the Canadian government respond? Should we respond by being, as many callers have said, um, in lockstep with or enacting complementary legislation here in order to not upset the American administration. 1-800-263-2428. Go to your calls right after this.